you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Brett Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Report. Herbert to throw toward the end zone. Mike Williams caught touchdown, Chargers! A gangster quarterback and a defensive game plan net the Chargers an upset over the Chiefs. If these four teams in the AFC West stay healthy, I think you're going to see this thing come all the way down to the end because they're talented rosters. All four teams are getting really good quarterback play. Our lead draft analyst, Daniel Jeremiah, with a look at how the Chargers got it done at Arrowhead and what it means now within that division. Plus, Stafford sets up the screen, right side, throw high, Higby leaping to make the catch. He turns downfield and picks it in. Touchdown, Tyler Higby. Touchdown, L.A. I was talking to Todd Bowles, Buccaneers defensive coordinator, before the game. It's the same offense they've always run, but now he's allowed... The octopus, instead of using five tentacles, (laughs) to use all eight. The Rams knock off the defending champs. Steve Weich on the Rams' risk and reward in trading for Matthew Stafford. But we begin in Kansas City. Rolling out, looking for options. Throws it off his back foot, and it's intercepted! 21 points off four uncharacteristic Chiefs turnovers, helping the Chargers to an upset in KC. All the while, limiting the explosive Mahomes-led offense to just one pass play of over 20 yards. For L.A., Justin Herbert tossing four touchdown passes, including the eventual game winner to Mike Williams. The Chiefs now 1-2 and two for the first time with Mahomes as a quarterback. Some good news, though, in Kansas City's corner. Andy Reid, their head coach, was hospitalized for dehydration after the game, now back home and feeling good. Our Daniel Jeremiah, also on the Chargers radio broadcast, and joined us to detail the win. What were the Chargers doing, particularly in coverage, and kind of limiting some of those explosive plays? Well, they played a lot of too high coverage almost the entire game, so they really want to put a lid on that defense. Other teams have tried that. They played a lot of man underneath, um, so you had somebody trailing underneath, you know, Tyree Kill. Um, You saw a lot of Michael Davis, a big corner, who's a 4-3 guy, mirroring Travis Kelsey. And then when you got to some key third downs, 
then you could bring Derwin James down and match him up with Kelsey. Had a nice job on him there. So they're able to kind of keep that shell, limit those the ball sailing over their head. It's the Golden State Warriors over there. All right, that's Klay Thompson, that's Steph Curry, that's Kevin Durant over there, right? And they're going to make plays, and we knew that. We were like, hey, listen, like at halftime we were feeling good, but like, hey, this team isn't going down like that. They're going to make plays. They're going to make a run. And when they make their run, we got to come together as a team and find our way. They tackled really well. Yeah. I think that four missed tackles in this game, but it, it, it felt like they really, really limited the yards after catch as best you can against that group. And then the last thing I would say is, so much focus is on the coverage plan, yeah. not enough emphasis on the rush plan. Well, that's what I th- thought was really interesting because I think after watching the Super Bowl last year and seeing Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett just absolutely harass Patrick Mahomes, you're thinking the only way to get after him is off the edge, wreaking havoc all over the place. No. But that wasn't necessarily what the Chargers did here, right? No, Bosa had success really off the edge and, and rushing inside uh, against Trey Smith, beat him for a sack. Yeah. But there was a lot of, it wasn't really a mush rush where yeah. you're not even trying to beat your man, you're trying to create a wall. But they were very cognizant on the edges not to get caught upfield. You do not want to get caught upfield because when you look at Patrick Mahomes and you study his big play reel, which is a very long one, uh, right. by the way, when he can climb up through the through the pocket and be able to have his shoulders square, the whole field is at his disposal. So you're having to defend literally from sideline to sideline because when his shoulders are coming forward, he can throw to that sideline, he can throw right. to that sideline. There's no blade of grass that's safe. You need all hands on deck to play against a team like that uh, because um, you know there's danger every snap. And I felt like our guys really understood our game plan and really executed it at a high level. When you get him rolling on the move and then you have a linebacker that's kind of waiting for him that could close that space, it's it's not quite as dynamic and it's not quite as vast of his options once he's going either right or left. They did a really good job of that. And then when you're taking away those explosive plays, you're also kind of testing Mahomes' patience, right? For an yeah, offense absolutely. that doesn't like to dink and dunk it down the field. Not just his patience, but just the, the quality of execution to do it that many snaps is a challenge. And I, I go back through the play sheet here. Yeah. Um, on that first drive, that interception was on the 10th play. Here's the 10th play. Wide open through his hands, and a diving interception made at the five-yard line. So you are forcing them to methodically move right. the ball down the field. You avoid those two, three-play drives that they're fully capable of. Uh, the, the, the second drive, fifth-play fumble. The third drive, sixth-play fumble. Then they get down their second and five. They're in an advantageous position. And then you get a tackle for loss from Drew Tranquil, which sets them back. Then they don't get a first down. So it just takes one play to knock them off track. Their last possession, the first half, they got a field goal. They were very much looking like they were going to get a touchdown at the 17-yard line. They get a false start. Now they're off schedule. You force a kick. So in other words, you're just forcing them to do it down after down after down after down. Eventually, they're going to crack and make a mistake. There's going to be a penalty. We're going to get a tip ball and overthrow. Right. And that's how it worked. So Brandon Staley, first year as the Chargers head coach, comes over from the Rams where he led the league's best defense last year as uh, LA's defensive coordinator. So, you know, are we kind of seeing that same style where, you know, they're they're comfortable giving up some yards, but on the flip side of that, you got to play pretty good red zone defense, right? And last year, I think they led the league in points and, and yards. yards. Right. So the yards have been up there in these last two weeks, but you're not going to find many more explosive offenses than the Dallas Cowboys right. and the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. The Dallas Cowboys kicked, what, a 56-yard field goal to get to 20 points? Yeah. They rushed for almost 200 yards. Who cares? Who yeah. cares about the rushing yards? You held them to 20 points. The Chiefs were averaging 34 points a game. You hold them to 24. So... 
again, the old school way of thinking and ranking, we used to always rank defenses based by yards <laughs> allowed. It's pointless. Right. Who cares about Yeah, yards? nobody cares if you're, if you're and, limiting points. And it's so weird when you're sitting in the stadium and first down, Clyde Edwards-Lair runs for eight yards and you're sitting there calling the game from the Chargers perspective right. as we are. You're like, that's a win. <laughs> that's a you know, eight, seven, eight-yard run is a win because do you know what that means? It means there's another down coming. Yes. You live to play another day, which Absolutely. Mahomes is an important piece of this whole thing. Now, Look, it's one thing to have the plan. It's another thing to have the personnel to execute that plan. So how did what the Chargers have, the pieces that they have on defense, support the plan that Staley was putting in place here? Yeah, well, they've done a nice job of, of constructing this roster. I think the speed on defense, um, especially when you look at that linebacker position, Denzel Perriman is playing great. He's doing a nice job for the, for the Las Vegas Raiders. But they got faster once they've yeah. made that change. When Ke- With Kenneth Murray out there, who can fly? Tranquil is a low 4-5 guy. Kaiser White is a former safety. Yeah. These guys are sprinters there at the second level. And then you have Derwin James, who's that ultimate chess piece. He got some work on Tyreek Hill. Right. He did some work on Kelsey. He spent the majority of the game as a high safety just trying to eliminate explosives. Um, and then you've got Joey Bosa, who's capable of winning right away <laughs> up front. And Chenna Nwosu is actually having a really good year on the opposite side over there as well. We can talk about the defense yeah. a bunch, right? Yeah. You gotta still gotta score 30. You gotta score points. And they you did. still have to score 30 points to beat to the, beat the Chiefs. Chiefs. It's just, it is what it is. And I thought the offense with Justin Herbert, I think they were four or five in the red zone in this game. Pretty darn good. So they were converting. They were getting sevens, not threes. And I thought, yeah. Coach Staley, Brandon Staley, ultra aggressive. You're out there to go for it on fourth and four. Yeah. You get and a penalty, it's fourth and nine. You're still going? Still going for it. We were really gonna go for that one. Uh, we certainly didn't wanna get pushed back, but. Uh, felt like that was the direction that we wanted. We want to put the ball in Justin Herbert's hand uh, and, and have have him be the decider. Um, that's what I felt like was best in the game. Um, I felt like where we were at with the wind, um, which had a lot to do with the kicking game today, I felt like putting the ball in Justin's hands was was the right decision, and um, he certainly came through for us today. I mean, that was a make. That's a makeable field NFL kicker field goal on that fourth and four. But it was so windy. This, is, what's weird. this yeah. is what's weird about this game, okay? So you go down there in warm-ups, and I'm, I'm walking around the field, and it, the wind is whipping. I yeah. mean, and you see it with the kicks, and they're sailing all over the place. And then I go, and I'm watching Patrick Mahomes throw, and I'm watching Justin Herbert throw, and I'm like, do these guys know it's windy? Because they, they just cut right through it. So you didn't really sense it when you're watching the game just how windy the conditions were. Yeah. But from a kicking standpoint, trust me, that was a, that was a concern from where they were on the field to make that kick. Yeah. So you clearly you got playmakers on defense, and then you've got the king playmaker on offense, yeah. Justin Herbert, who can make you know every single he throw. He can go toe to toe with Mahomes. Sure. No, not many you, that you can got, say that. You have to. Yeah. This guy made some incredible throws with people right on him. The type of toughness this guy played with. I thought he took some shots that were borderline. Um, and this guy just delivers the football. And he's got real toughness. And um, we all know how talented he is. Um, but when you talk about his intangibles and his toughness, more than his talent, that's saying a bunch. And I felt like he showed um, all that stuff today. And, and we needed all of it in order for us to win. So now looking at that offense and what Joe Lombardi has done as the offensive coordinator now, why do you feel like maybe he's succeeding with Herbert and this Chargers offense where they had some struggles in his last stint as an offensive coordinator calling plays for the Detroit Lions with Matthew Stafford. Well, I think this personnel, I mean, Stafford's a great player. We've seen sure. that with the Rams. But I think the rest of the personnel here is better for yeah. the Chargers. So they've got better personnel. They've got a better defense, which is not going to allow games to get away from you where you're going to yeah. be chasing points. They haven't been in that situation yet this year. So um, I think that's part of it. I think, obviously, he probably learned and, and grew from that experience as well. And yeah. he's got now, um, you know, they've had they've had some penalties with some shifts, right? And I know that's gotten a lot of attention, a lot of headlines. It's taken two touchdowns off the board yeah. here over the last two weeks. 
but what they are doing. They're playing with a good tempo, and all that shifting and motioning has led to some confusion. The Chiefs gave up a touchdown to Eckler. Second and 12. Wide open. The ball is caught, and it's a touchdown. Austin Eckler races to the end zone. And a two-point conversion where they were confused because there are a lot of benefits from all this shift and motioning uh, that he's doing. So he's done a nice job. And again, it's, it's fun to be a coordinator, I think, when you've got the weapons and the quarterback that the Chargers have. Especially the way he's utilized... Uh, it's, been, it's been especially exciting the way he's utilized Mike Williams, oh, yeah. which we have we've seen in in spurts in earlier years of Mike's career. But man, I mean, a couple of touchdowns this week kind of fits the bill with what we've seen the first three weeks. Mike's always made plays when he's right. been out there. He's had some injuries, but yeah. I mean, this guy led the league in yards per catch just a couple of years ago. He's been yeah. a big play guy. He still runs as many or more vertical routes as, as anyone in the league when you track it, just takeoff routes. But because of that, you have to respect that. And they wore them out. Mike Hughes specifically on slants in this game because you're naturally bailing out of there because you, you know, three out of four routes, you're anticipating Mike Williams to really push you vertically. And now they're starting to give him a more a variety of routes that he can run. Second and 10. To the end zone, and it's a touchdown for the third straight week. Mike Williams finds the promised land. And you're seeing him do things you saw at Clemson. He's a, he's a complete receiver who's just kind of been labeled as this vertical only right. guy. Jump ball, whatever. Yeah. He's not stiff. Yeah. Um, he's He can run any kind of route you want to run. And with Keenan Allen, you're going to get one-on-one because <laughs> the attention he's going to claim. Yeah, and, and look, and, and I think now it's really interesting at the discrepancy. Well, there's just one game really separates the Chiefs and the Chargers. Two and one, yeah. LA, one and two, KC. But Gosh, when you look at what it means, the Chiefs are last place in the AFC West. Yeah. First time they've been in that situation since 2015. So how does a win like this and the way the Chargers were able to do it, do you feel like maybe affect the balance of power moving forward in a highly competitive AFC West? Oh, I think this division is going to come down to the end. And I, yeah. I don't see any of these four teams, barring injuries, you, know, you don't know what can happen there. Right. But if these four teams in the AFC West stay healthy, I, I think you're going to see this thing come all the way down to the end because they're talented rosters. All four teams are getting really good quarterback play. Yeah, and so when you when you had when you add those, and then you look at well, I always talk about quarterbacks and pass rush. Every team in this division is playing well at quarterback, and all four teams yeah. you know, can rush the quarterback provided they're healthy. So it's going to come down. The, the last thing on the Chargers, I'll say, is you had a Cowboy game. You felt like maybe you gave it away a little right. bit with some penalties and just kind of self inflicted wounds. You had to immediately rip off that band aid. Now you got to go out and get a win that maybe people don't expect you to go get, and so. Now I think you keep that from being a losing streak. you got all the confidence in the world coming off that one. And man, what a big division game coming up with the Raiders. Yeah, sitting there talking about the 2-1 and one Chargers and the 1-2 and two Chiefs, both with great opportunities still to win this division. But they're both looking up at the 3-0 and o Broncos and the 3-0 and o Raiders. DJ, thanks. Just like we all thought. <laughs> still to come on this episode of NFL Inside Report. Andrew Whitworth told me this years ago about McVay, like, no matter what side of the ball you play on, you know exactly where you are and what's coming, and that's why he's so special. Steve White's just ahead with how Sean McVay has steadied the Rams' ship amidst an off-season of change. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Stafford looking left. He throws Cooper Cup. Oh, he had 10 yards of separation. He brings it in. Touchdown, Cooper Cup. Touchdown, L.A. Bill does one of the early marquee matchups of this season. The Rams reaping the benefits of one of the boldest moves of the offseason. Trading for Matthew Stafford, knowing that a Super Bowl was the only justification. And while it's only week three, they did just knock off the defending Super Bowl champions at SoFi Stadium, and Steve Weich saw the fireworks live. In games like these against a terrific team in the reigning Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Bucks. Matthew Stafford showed the Rams why they wanted him. Absolutely. And in terms of the system as yeah. well. So, you know, look, though, the things I was talking to Todd Bowles, the Buccaneers defensive coordinator, right. before the game, he said on film, he noticed that Stafford has allowed them. It's the same offense they've always run, but now he's allowed the octopus, instead of using five tentacles, <laughs> to use all eight, right? Yeah. We have so many talented guys. Um, I think Sean does a great job of, you know, just calling plays and letting us go out there and play. And, um, you know, let me get through progressions, and our guys are just doing what they're supposed to do, and, and I'm trying to get it to them as best I can. Um, I think we had a lot of guys touch the ball today and, and make plays. So that's when we're at our best. I keep saying it, but, when you know, we make defenses defend the entire field and – Everybody on our roster, that's that's going to be good for us. And he's saying he's stretching the ball downfield because he's a quick decision maker. Mm. He, you know, he doesn't need a lot of guidance at the line of scrimmage. He can diagnose pre-snap reads. He can get it to the multitude of targets. There's a total trust right there, which is amazing. This early in the season that he's developed a relationship with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Deshaun Jackson and Tyler Higby, and, and you know now they're mixing running backs in. Sony, yeah. Sony Michelle is coming in. He played pretty yeah. well. So that trust, and then the fact. He can see the field he, the, the way he's seeing. When's the last time you've seen him throw into a double-covered receiver? Yeah. He hasn't had to. We we haven't seen that. You know, like we haven't seen... He had some games in Detroit where he let a couple go. Right. right. But kind of had to. In Detroit, you don't necessarily have to be put in that situation here with this LA offense. And the biggest difference that I've seen are the vertical throws. Yep. Not just the straight go routes, but the throws that end up on a corner going for 25 or a deeper post or deep over route. Um, he's got as many touchdowns right now through three games on those types of throws, Steve, as Jared Goff did all last season. And I'm not truly trying to make it. He can do this. Goff can't do that. But that's why you try to make the upgrade. And, and this is, and this is, and look, he's only got one interception in that whole process right. as well. I mean, that's, you know, when you right. get that type of TD, you know, to interception ratio, it's insane. 
But this is why Sean Sean McVay made the move. Yeah. Okay. I remember last offseason, I came out with a report saying, hey, McVay and Goff need marriage counseling. I heard that from somebody in the building. <laughs> yeah. And it's because they had to manufacture points. People forget. Look at the amount of defensive scores the Rams had last year. I think they had at least four, if not five defensive scores last year to get points on the board. Yeah. That's yeah. how they manufactured a lot of points and in special teams as well. For an offensive coach like Sean McVay, that was mind-boggling. Right. So now you get Stafford, stretches the field, spreads the ball out like you said, bang, then you pop in a six- or seven-yard run. So now the defense is like, okay, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They're showing us this package. We see this tendency. They're showing this pre-snap motion. We'll hit something else. That's what happened to the Buccaneers yesterday. The Rams came to the game saying, we got to spread them out wide. we got to get their tongues wagging yeah. because we can't let Indomitian 2 and Vita Via get going inside. Right. They got him wagging. Tyler Higby, who had not really been a main focus of the passing game, all of a sudden is in this game. A lot of bubble screens, a lot of releases that way. Yeah. Stafford diagnoses it. Now the Buccaneers, okay, they're down a couple DBs. They lose Jamal Dean in, in that game as well. Now they're guessing. Yeah. And then that's how come someone like Deshaun Jackson or Cooper Cup can sneak behind you on a great route mind you, yeah, and get open for a big play. What a, another clinic uh, put on by Cooper Cup, especially on that touchdown. I think it ended up ma- one of the touchdowns. I think it was the first one. Ended up making about four different moves on a kind of a, a whip sort of route situation, or he ends up getting into the end zone and just getting into that pylon. This route is unbelievable. I mean, he runs a fake whip. He runs out like he's running out, fakes like he's going inside, goes back out, touchdown. I mean. You don't see any routes like this ever. What a play call here. Great job. And uh, my goodness. You you touched on it earlier. Kind of surprised to see the early connection so well. But you were at Rams practice throughout training camp. Uh, at no, time. believe it or not, you, I, never, I, I did not get, get to so one. So the thing that was crazy to me, Steve, it, not crazy. I mean, I, I kind of expected this. But man, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, like they were shadows all throughout practice. And isn't that one of those cliches that we talk about a lot, you know, in that the yeah, the wide receiver and a quarterback are attached to the hip. They're always, they literally are like they're show. They show up to work together at the same time. They breakfast together, going through tape and like they put in the work together and then you see it pay off. Just continuing to grow. Um, all everyone. I mean, just, just getting a feel for how he likes to do things, where he's looking on certain uh, coverages and um, the plays that he likes and, um, where he's progressing through things, and um, there's still a lot of growth there too, which is exciting. Um, and uh, you know, we're not going to be complacent with that. We know that there's, uh, we've never, we're never going to say we've arrived. You know, there's a lot, a lot of work to do. And um, but it is, it's just, it's a lot of fun building. It. It's a lot of fun working together and collaborating on that. So it's been, uh, it's been great. And I'm looking forward to what's to come. Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford are the best quarterback wide receiver combination in football right now. Yeah, 100. percent I mean, but think about it. That's what Tom Brady had with Julian Edelman. I mean, yes, they were always together. Yep. And, and it does mean a lot, especially in an offense like this, where there's so many different options yeah. that you can go through. Not just you know options in terms of weapons, but options on, on routes. And you talked about that route that he ran where <laughs> for Cooper Cup, I mean, look, he hits a pivot move. That's, a, that's an yeah. indefensible route as it is. The DB bites on the pivot and he sneaks behind him for the touchdown. Like, my God, I mean, this is... And Stafford knew it was coming. Yeah. And so, but you also see with Robert Woods. No, sure. It's the same type of thing. So the fact that Stafford put in that time with his receivers and with his head coach. And here's another thing, Brett. Deshaun Jackson got no targets last week in Indianapolis. He only had two all season. 
We know Deshaun can be a little combustible, right? Yeah. But Sean McVay this whole time was like, you got to be patient. We're going to find our way. We're going to find our way. Stafford keeps his Rams at the line. Third down and 10. Well protected. Steps up. Launches deep down the right numbers. All alone. Deshaun Jackson over the shoulder at the 30. He weaves his way to the end zone. Touchdown LA. 75 yards. Welcome home Deshaun Jackson. He gives the Rams a two-touchdown lead. The fact that Sean McVay communicates with his players mm. the same way as the players communicate with one another to keep them relevant, to keep them engaged, and bang. Yeah. It pays off. Andrew Whitworth told me this years ago about McVay. Like, no matter what side of the ball you play on, you know exactly where you are and what's coming. And that's why he's so special. See, speaking of McVay, have you seen him as demonstrative on the field during the, the framework of a game as he was? No. On Sunday against the Bucs? No. Especially, okay, as you see at halftime and he's fired up because that yeah. was a great defensive stand. Sure. Of course, field goal. But then Deshaun Jackson oh, scores man. a touchdown. And then he's running down. I'm he, like, oh my God, he's going to blow an Achilles. Yeah. <laughs> he, he runs in the tunnel. Yeah. I, I don't know if there was ever really a decision made. I think my hamstrings are already sore. I probably pulled them both. But uh, I think uh, just pure excitement. I'm not really thinking about those things in the moment, just enjoying it with these guys. As a player, you're like, Okay. Right. I, I'm with this guy. He told me he was going to deliver. Who's the first person to meet me after I score this big touchdown? He's the head coach, and he's in the tunnel. I mean, that means a lot. I mean, he knows his players, but I, I was wondering if, like, Bruce Arians, like, stepped on his toe or something. Yeah. Like, is he, is he, is he coming after? Yeah, I know. It seemed like it. There, there was, there was a little bit more on the line here. I mean, like, think about the, the imagery of this one, right? You've got the team in Tampa who, for the first time in NFL history, play and win a Super Bowl in their home stadium this last year, coming into your stadium where you hope to be the team that plays and wins a home Super Bowl in week three. And it felt like, it felt like there was a lot more at stake here on both sides, both with a little bit of Brady's frustration and with McVeigh's jubilation, right? I, I would 100% agree. <laughs> I would 100% agree. See, yeah. Brad, this is why you're good, man. You can you can draw those parallels, man. <laughs> well, look, no, you, you're on the same page, uh, clearly. And, you know, the other thing that we go back to now uh, for McVeigh um, in, the, in contrasting these two teams that met on Sunday in the Bucks and the Rams we praised and lauded the Bucks for their continuity, mm -hmm. both with their starting 22 all back from the Super Bowl championship team and their entire coaching staff right. back. Rarely do you see that. There's always like a one or two tweaks or changes of a coaching staff. Not. Bucks were status quo from last year to this year. Whereas Sean McVay changed seven assistants. How about that? Including both, both coordinators, coordinators. Yeah. And they're better this year for it. Three, three games in now. Okay, let's let's but always. Still, I mean, yeah, but, it, but yeah. what's what's amazing, and you know, hopefully, I can flush this out a little bit more. But right. you know, a lot of the staff was together in Washington. Like Raheem Morris was with Sean McVay in Washington. There's familiarity, right? So Raheem Morris helped develop Aubrey Pleasant, the old secondary coach who left to go to Detroit. Yep. Okay, so some of the relationships that Aubrey Pleasant had built with someone like a Jalen Ramsey. Mm. Now Jalen sees Raheem and he's like, this is where Aubrey got it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So then, so then that works. Right. So, I mean, cause the, the relationship between like Raheem and Jalen is supposed to be absolutely insane. Yeah. And, and this is why Jalen, if you just watched him singularly, you're like, that's the best player in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, he's insane at, at the stuff he does, but you know, you, you talk about, and, and this is where the Rams. Yeah. Deserve. I don't know if there's an organization right now in the NFL that does this better. Developing coaches. Yeah. 
developing players, right? They trade away their first round picks until like we don't need them. <laughs> we don't need, we don't them. need them. You know, we're going to be picking on the back end anyway, so you can have them. Yeah. But they develop players year after year. William Fuller, all these guys you get from other teams, practice squads, cut, whatever. And the next is Kenny Young, the inside linebacker, ten tackles yesterday when he sacked he was Brady all over the place. I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he killed Tom Brady. Yeah. And you know, last week he gets tossed. Right. When he's having a temper tantrum, bumps into a ref, gets ejected. Right. The kid goes into this real introspective, deep thought place. I got to be better. I can't let my teammates down. And then he comes out and has a game like this. Last week, you know, wasn't the greatest ending for me, um, but it was more about reflecting, coming back to myself and uh, going back out there and, you know, really, really responding. And um, it had nothing to do with the Rams. It had to do with everything with me. And, you know, uh, it, it just, I'm a, I'm a competitor. I like to compete for four quarters. So, Uh, That's what it's about. You know, me trusting my process, and uh, that's what I did. This is the development of the player, of the character, and the Rams. It is incredible how they do this year in and year out, and they're going to have two or three superstars that we didn't know about before the season that are going to continue to emerge like they've done. Right, Was it Darius Williams last year opposite of of, uh, Jalen Ramsey that that started to make some plays? That that blew up. Yeah, oh, man. And they've, they've invested in that position in those whenever they do finally get on the clock in the draft in that safety position with Taylor Rapp. Uh, and, and, and as you're mentioning, because they so, let him go. Yeah. They don't pay. They don't pay. Right. John they Johnson got, left. Right. Yeah. They get him for four years and they let him walk. Yeah. Corey Littleton left. Troy, right, to go. Yeah. Troy Hill. Troy Hill. Gone. I mean, they let those guys go, but they're filling yeah. um, with their development in the, and they're getting coached up as good as any team in the league. Steve Weich there at SoFi Stadium for what could be maybe like an NFC championship game. For Let's you, hope so. You know, Let's yeah. hope so. I'll sign me up for it again. <laughs> I think the Packers might have something to say about it uh, before it's all said and done. Some other teams out there that are that are sitting at 3-0, but man, those were two of the best. And that'll be a fun one. It's going to be fun to watch that NFC West division uh, kind of take hold here as we continue down the season. Thanks, Steve. Got it right. Still to come, the news you need to know around the league, including... NFL history from Detroit. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The much-anticipated starting debut for Bears rookie quarterback Justin Fields 
turned out to be a day to forget. He was sacked nine times, and the team generating just 47 yards of total offense in a 26-6 loss in Cleveland. And now Fields a little banged up to go along with Andy Dalton's knee injury. Head coach Matt Nagy, non-committal on his starter for week four. I care about this, this situation immensely. Um, our players care, our coaches care. Um, so we gotta we gotta figure it out. We gotta figure it out fast. Matt, to, just to be clear, you do not know who's starting quarterback on Sunday, or has that been decided yet? We're, that's what we're working through right now. So I can't definitely say who the starter is. Yes. The Panthers got a win to kick off Week Three on Thursday Night Football over the Texans, but lost a couple key players in the process to injury. Rookie starting corner J.C. Horn is now having surgery to repair a broken foot, likely headed to injured reserve. But running back Christian McCaffrey might avoid an IR designation, according to head coach Matt Rule, after CMC left Thursday's game with a hamstring injury, meaning we might see him back in the next couple weeks. Panthers also making a trade today, acquiring cornerback C.J. Henderson, a 2020 first-round pick from Jacksonville, to help fill Horn's void. Carolina sending tight end Dan Arnold and a third-round pick to Jacksonville to get Henderson. A 66-yard field goal try for Justin Tucker. It will be the longest in NFL history if it's good. A 66-yard try. Tucker's kick is on the way. It is good! Off the crossbar, and it tumbles through. It is good! Time has expired. Justin Tucker with the longest field goal in NFL history. The hay is in the barn, and it's mayhem on the field. NFL history in week three. On the verge of a loss in Detroit, Baltimore turns to the best kicker in football for a 66-yard field goal as time expires and the game winner. And now the NFL record for the longest field goal, giving the Ravens their second win of the season. They move to 2-1 and one on the year. And that's going to do it for this episode of NFL Inside Report. Check back with us on Wednesday for a special profile on one of the best linebackers in football. You've probably heard of Devin White's love for horses. Now you get the whole story. Wednesday. For producers Thomas Warren and Tim Parachka, I'm your host, Brett Lewis. We'll catch you next time. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.